Ashley, You Are a Real Runner with Jacqueline Riccio. Yay, we're back. Oh my gosh, the last few weeks have been so amazing. If you were part of the beta test group, thank you so much for your help. Um, everything has just completely changed, which is why it's so important to one, have a, uh, growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. So sometimes we go into something with like expectations of how it's going to work out and then it completely changes and we just got to go with it. I know, um, I, the Chicago marathon just happened a lot of, I talked to a lot of friends that were running and it's like, you start with this idea of like, this is what I'm going to do. And then something happens. Like you, you know, you might get hurt or like your stomach hurts because, um, of like the water and salt ratio in your body, like all of these things. So sometimes the plan goes out the window or rather you just have to be flexible about what is happening. Um, so yeah, we've been talking a lot about like a flexible mindset instead of a, of a, uh, perfectionist mindset. It definitely helps out. And so a lot of that happened with the creation of the ending 19 binge eating course. You know, it's, I had my intentions of what it was I wanted to teach. And the more we got in, the more I uh, discussed with you ladies, the more I realized this isn't actually how this needs to go. Completely revamped it, stopped using the word normal eater, realized people are aspiring to be normal eaters, beating themselves up because they're not there yet. And I just want to say like, it's taken me, I'll say two and a half years. And that's not even true because obviously, you know, our journeys, the first time I thought I was fat was when I was in third grade. So it's definitely, you know, disordered eating was happening even when I was young and didn't even realize it. But the, when I first decided I was so completely done with clean eating and meal plans and being perfect was, um, March of 2016, March of 2016. So it's taken two and a half years, right. Of practice. Um, and that's, you know, when I decided I wasn't going to be a binge eater anymore. Okay. Guess what? I, you know, I binge, um, you don't end nighttime binge eating or you don't end weekend binge eating or just binge eating in general by like saying, I'm not doing this anymore. Like it takes practice and it takes trial and error and you're going to binge and you're going to mess up and you're going to have a stomach ache after, but it's like making the decision to not run to a clean eating meal plan, to not run and do a juice uh, detox or juice cleanse or whatever, but actually like, let me practice what it looks like to have a little bit of food, a little bit of pizza, a little bit of chips, um, and it not be a lot of it. And yeah, again, sometimes it is going to turn into a lot of it. And then you just move on with like, you deal with the stomach ache. You remind me, remind yourself like, Oh, this doesn't feel so good. I'm going to keep practicing this and I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to quit. Like five-year-olds mess up learning to read. Like they mess up so much. And when you're five, like you have to be so brave because you have no evidence of yourself being strong or like doing anything, like accomplishing anything. But five-year-olds have to do this stuff. They like, and they get frustrated and they get down on themselves because that's just human nature. Um, but we, um, we as adults, we have to keep this mindset, this, like I can work on things and I can grow and I'm not always going to be the same way. And it's going to take time. And there's not this perfect timeline. There's not this, 
Um, I know that the tagline for Whole30 is give us 30 days and we'll change your relationship with food. Cool. <laughs> it did change my relationship with food and not in a good way. It definitely um, worsened my relationship with food over 30 days. And every time I did it, it's, you know, like 120 days of trying to be perfect with food. Um, there's no timeline of normal eating or imperfect eating or intuitive eating where you're magically fixed. It's always a practice. It's just that you don't have to apply so much thought to it. Um, and like, that's the purpose of it to de-stress, to not be, not feel so pressured to not feel so like I have to have things perfect and controlled. And it's the complete opposite of how, um, we're marketed to feel about food. Uh, so yeah, it is definitely a journey, but I highly recommend it. If this is something that you have been struggling with, if you, you know, look to see what's the new, you know, what's the new clean eating plan, what's the new diet, what's the new, what's the new rage. And I think that's the the scary part about diets these days is that they're not presented to us as diets. They're presented to us as healthy lifestyles. And so it's very dangerous because it's completely masked. And a lot of times we think that we're being healthy. We don't realize that trying to be perfect with food is not healthy. Um, we think we're being super, super healthy by checking ingredients and being super obsessive about, about things um, for the sake of a healthy lifestyle. But if all of that stress is making us paranoid and we can't go anywhere, we can't do anything, is it really helping us? Probably not. Um, I am happier now having, um, I had pizza for breakfast this morning. I am so much happier doing that than chopping vegetables for eight hours on Sunday and like having to miss out on, I don't know, going out to dinner with friends because, you know, oh gosh, there's going to be, you know, imperfect things there. So much happier. Um, but yeah, it takes practice. And if this is something you're struggling with, I definitely want you to check out the links in the show notes. Um, I have it all about imperfect eating. Uh, the, this kind of, so the first course was a little mini beta launch and this is basically another beta launch. Um, the price is very low as there is no one-on-one -on -one coaching, but it is all through emails. So a little less touch points, but, um, you're getting a ton of access to me 24 seven coaching via email. Um, and then there are also, <laughs> and then also little mini lessons sent to you on Saturday mornings, super digestible. I kept it, them super short so that you're not spending like seven hours stressing about things, but just super short, digestible, and then, um, coaching via email. So I'm really excited for that. I will have the links, uh, more details in the show notes. And then I know you're going to love today's podcast because basically all of the stuff that I talk about all the time is in today's podcast with Monica. Um, Monica is basically my twin, uh, our lives are very different. Monica started out as an athlete and you guys know, I did not start running or do doing anything physical and like three years ago, four years ago. I don't even know. But, um, Monica started out as an athlete, but kind of yo-yoed back and forth. Um, spent a lot of time on the elliptical in college. Um, all of that cardio, um, struggles with, you know, yo-yo dieting, binge eating, restricting, not knowing to, knowing what to do when she went to a party and there was like pizza and cookies, um, restricting for several years and then binge eating everything in sight because we know restriction will lead to binge eating sooner or later, whether it is right after a 30, uh, 30 day meal plan, or if you've been restricting for five years, you're going to binge for a long time because you don't know what to do. Um, I love today's episode. Monica talks a lot about uh, a positive 
positive mindset and how the words you choose for yourself um, really dictate what is going to happen in your life and like the quality of questions that we ask ourselves and the reframing that we do, it definitely changes our life. Um, so excited. Again, I will have all of the links to Monica's, uh, social media in the show notes as well. All right, let's get started. Hey, I am so excited on the podcast today. I have Monica Byron. How are you doing, Monica? Good. How are you? Good. So great to connect with another a fellow coach. Um, Monica and I both have the same business coach. And again, just so great to connect with other women on the internet, positive things in the world. But yeah. so I was, I love to start with, um, what was fitness like for you growing up? Were you super into working out? Were you in sports? What was it like for you? Yeah. So basically as long, as far back as I can remember, I think I started on my first soccer team when I was five. So, and I, I I assume my parents just, you know, just put me in it to try something. So yeah, ever since I was really, really young, I was always into something. So, um, it started with soccer. I remember being on like this little league softball team. And then as I got older, into school. I remember I did cheerleading for like a year, I think in like sixth grade. Um, and then soccer ended up becoming like a year round sport for me that I played on multiple teams, sometimes like two or three teams at the same time. I would travel all of that. But then I also played sports for my school. So I play like everywhere from basketball to softball to volleyball and of course soccer. So yeah, fitness, not necessarily quote unquote fitness, but sports was a big part of my life. Um, just, yeah, since forever, I guess when I was little, I just loved it. So my parents kept signing me up. And then once I had the choice, obviously I kept going with it. Um, and my town was super tiny, but we had such an amazing soccer program that it was like, that was my family. (laughs) And then, um, I, I played with other like counties around there too. So yeah, fitness and sports have been a huge part of my life since I can remember. Mm -hmm. Did you play sports in college? I didn't because I actually, so I graduated with 35 people in my school and people used to ask, they were like, wait, so was it like private? Were you like homeschool? Was it like, and I was like, no, it was a public school. It was just super, super, super tiny. So our division was like the lowest of the low, you know, like of division. So like, obviously we were never going to have scouts. I even had friends actually who moved to bigger districts because they wanted to be able to go to play soccer mainly at a bigger college and be scouted. So anyway, um, I kind of knew that I wanted to go to the school that I ended up going to, which was Syracuse university, which is a division one school. And I actually, I wanted to go there because I was obsessed with their sports programs. Like I, grew up watching them and cheering for them. And I always went to the campus for the game. So I just had in my mind from a really young age that that's where I wanted to go. Now their division one with thousands of people at the college and me coming from this tiny town, I basically had to give up if I wanted to play soccer, because that's not like, I don't want to say give up on your dreams, but that's just not realistic. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Like not coming from a school, you know, that has anything, like scouting or anybody to even look at you to see if you would be like good enough to play at a college setting. So anyway, it was my dream to go to that school, which was division one. 
I did not play. And then their, um, like their club team was even, they were having tryouts. And I remember going as a freshman being so scared, obviously, because I'm brand new and have no idea what's going on <laughs> in life as most freshmen go through. But I remember going to see, cause I was like, well, I could play a club. And they had like 150 people sign up. And they told me as I was about to sign up that they were having tryouts and only taking four people. And I was like, um, okay, maybe not. Like I was, I had no confidence, you know, and I came from this tiny school, like going to this huge school. So I played like some intramurals and I started going to the gym more, um, like instead of sports, you know, and I had also like in high school, I started going to the gym by myself on top of playing sports as it was anyway. So by the time I got to college, I already was like fitness and going to the gym was a part of my daily life. So I already was basically used to that, I guess, like just going to the gym and that I basically took going to the gym over, you know, practices or whatever it was. So that's how I continued just working out. I had no idea what I was doing, by the way, <laughs> in the gym, but I, I still kept going and that's basically what I did instead. And then I guess you would say my love for the gym and fitness itself, like that was probably the turning point because it was no longer sports and practices. It was just going to the gym and going by myself and being motivated enough to do that. So, yeah. yeah. I'm glad you touched on that. And, um, I can, I can remember going to the gym in college and not knowing what the heck I was doing. Uh-uh. Like, Let me go on the treadmill. Let me go on the elliptical. Yep. Right. Yep. I don't like, you just don't know. You just yeah. don't know. doesn't matter yep. whatever classes you took in gym class in high school. But, um, <laughs> yeah. So how would you say like your relationship with the gym or your relationship with your body? What was that like for you in college? Um, it was horrible. <laughs> um, especially now looking back, uh, I think at the time I didn't know it was horrible. Obviously I thought I was doing all of the right things. I was going to the gym. I was doing the cardio. I, you know, I thought I was doing good for my body. I was eating as little as possible. <laughs> um, I was working out twice as much if I knew that I was going to go out to a party or drink or whatever, you know? And, um, yeah, back then punishment. Yeah. Yep. Yep. My, it was like, okay, okay. So you're going to a party tonight. You're probably going to eat more. You're going to drink more. So you have to do two hours on the elliptical (laughs) instead of your normal one hour. Um, you know, and that's, and then of course, like the next day it was even worse because you know, you were yourself (laughs) for the night before. Um, so yeah, it was that. And I, yeah, when I went, I basically did at least at a very minimum of 30 minutes on the elliptical every day. Most of the time it was more like 45 minutes to an hour. And, um, I would try the treadmill, but I got shin splints really bad actually since, um, like training for soccer in the summers for high school. So I kind of have always had on and off shin splints. They just never fully went away, even with physical therapy and all of that. So the treadmill was really hard for me. Um, so that's why it was mainly the elliptical, but yeah, it would be like 45 minutes on the elliptical, maybe a little bit of like 10 or 15 minutes afterwards, I'll get on some machines and then, you know, do like 200 sit-ups and be like, there we go. There's a workout. <laughs> but at the same time on the elliptical, I'm like watching a TV show, like, yeah. you know, just my arms and my feet are going up, up and down. I'm not like really breaking a sweat. I'm just like, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And that's what everybody's doing. And so 
yeah, between that and then just my eating, I mean, I always was on some sort of diet and this was from, gosh, I can't even tell you like early, early, early. I just started, I guess, quote unquote dieting. I, I mean, I was never like, and I wouldn't say it like it wasn't anything in my home life or where my mom would say anything or anything like that. I guess I just picked it up. And it was one of those things that I, for whatever reason, I never had self-confidence. Like I never felt like I looked good enough. I would compare myself to the soccer girls on my team. They were smaller than me, you know, or like they had better hips than I did, but like my stomach wasn't as flat, you know? So I, I, it was, it was me or media, whatever. It wasn't like I was being directly told, (laughs) you know? So then, yeah, I, before college was even doing like low carbs or no carbs and no fat or low fat, which I think all of those things were kind of big back, you know, late nineties, early two thousands anyways, which most of us probably have heard of, or at least tried or something. So yeah, I, um, I kind of just was going all through that in high school. And I even, I remember when I was, um, going through like the no fat thing, I asked my cafeteria ladies at lunch to not give me the peanut butter to the peanut butter and jelly sandwich because (laughs) to me, like that, I just like literally was like, I can't have fat. It was either like fat or carbs and I was going to choose. So, and they told me, they were like, well, like per stand, like per the law, we have to give it to you. But they were like, we'll just put it on on a little dish, like on the side. So they would like wrap me a separate sandwich. And I mean, not knowing now. So I was eating basically jelly sandwiches, which is all carbs and sugar. Right, right. But there's no fat. fat. Yes. Isn't that crazy? And I, I think that I'm sure most of the women that are listening to this can relate to those stories, but it's like, Exactly. Like, we're like, well, no, it was fat that was making us gain weight. No, it was carbs that was making us gain weight. Yeah. But we never thought to eat vegetables. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, we just it was just, like, what could I cut out? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, really? Yeah. And I also, too, for whatever reason, and again, I don't know exactly when all of this started, but even during high school, I would restrict. So I was like, okay, cookies are bad. Brownies are bad. Pizza's bad. Soda's bad. So I basically had that like list of foods that I could not touch. And even going to like birthday parties, soccer get togethers, dances, like school classroom parties, I did not eat those foods. I like I, I don't know what how strong one my mind was back then. <laughs> um, but I swear I like it was it was completely off limits. It was almost like in my mind, it was like, it was going to kill me if I ate it or something. So I didn't enjoy like pizza parties. I didn't, you know, eat the cookies and everything. And then I said, I would say for years that like once I got to college, probably midway through college and I was like, okay, I could eat some foods. I would binge so much on like cookies and pizza because I literally restricted myself for probably five or six years. So I said forever, I'm like, that's why I can't stop eating it now. Like, that's why if you put it in front of me, I can't stop because I haven't had them in years. And, you know, so, and then that was the story that I was telling myself was that, well, it's okay. Like you have a reason, like you, you know, so it's just all these things in my head that, and of course I didn't know really until the last couple of years that that stuff was all so bad for me, not only my body, but mentally. And 
how I shaped just my whole life, I guess, around like these good things and these bad things and food and exercise. And I thought that the whole time I was doing everything that I could and just doing everything that was right for me. And I never understood why I couldn't lose weight or look how I wanted to look. And I was like, but how, and then I get to the point where I'm just like beating my head against the wall because I'm like, nothing is working. Like how can nothing be working? You know, because you're trying everything. (laughs) Um, and then there was during college, I went through a really bad breakup. And so for a period of time, I didn't want to eat, you know, I just didn't really have an appetite. So during that time, during those couple of weeks, I dropped so much weight because all I was doing was working out and not eating and, or sleeping. So then I had this narrative in my head that I could only lose weight if I didn't eat. And I mean, thankfully it didn't become any, like a full on eating disorder, like anything like that, but it still was in my mind, you know, like every time I ate, it was almost like I was choosing, okay, do you want to be skinny? Like, do you want to lose the weight or do you want to eat sort of thing? And then it was more gym time, more gym time. I mean, my exercising got to like an hour and a half or two a day or doubles, you know, where again, most of it was cardio. So it was just kind of, you know, those cycles for years until my mid twenties or so that it was just diet after diet, more exercise, more cardio. Uh, yeah. Until I just got to the point where I was like, none of this is working. I am just going to accept who I am. I'm just going to accept this is how I'm going to look. Um, and actually in grad school, I had gained unexpectedly like over 20 pounds probably in like two months, I think it was. And, um, I, at that point I was like, okay, something's definitely wrong because I haven't changed my eating. Like I'm still working out the same, you know, it's not like I just stopped working out or drastically changed my diet. So, um, after a lot of trial and error and going to doctors and everything, um, I actually went to the hospital because I was on my way back from, um, a long road trip, like a 24 hour road trip from New York to Florida, Florida. And I, like my ankles were so swollen and I was like, what is this? Like what's happening? So I went to the ER and they obviously did a bunch of blood tests and all of that. And, um, they asked me if I'd ever had my thyroid checked. And this was like after a year of me going to the doctors back and forth. And all they kept telling me to do was to watch what I was eating and to work out more. And (laughs) when you're someone who is already, you know, like beating your head against the wall and you're like, okay, but you don't understand. (laughs) That's what I'm doing. Um, so yeah. And then from there I was put on like a really low dose of the medication to like get my thyroid level, um, like evened out. So that there was like that added 20 pounds out of nowhere that was like super depressing, like hard because I was already doing everything that I thought that I could. And then it was like almost uncontrollable. And, um, yeah. So then I basically started doing like insanity workouts in the morning. And then like after my internships and jobs, I would go to the gym to do more cardio and all of that. And I would try like the fitness pal app and counting my calories and becoming obsessed with, you know, all of that is like, okay, if I have this apple, it's going to be 50 calories. And then, but I can't have, you know, it's all of that. And I became like so obsessed with all of that. And I kept trying and kept trying and kept trying 
and nothing worked. So yeah, after just a couple of years of honestly, like feeling like I was just defeated and trying everything I, in my mind, I just told myself, and this was probably like early 2015, maybe late 2014, early 2015 ish when I was just like, okay, this is it. Like I am just quote unquote done. And like that sounds negative because it was coming from a negative place at that time. But now that I've gone through the last three or four years after I basically (laughs) said I'm done, (laughs) um, which I didn't even know what that meant really. Like I'm done. I was, but I, I was just so frustrated with everything. But at the same time, like, it's not like I stopped working out or anything like that because working out was just me. Like it became part of who I was. I loved going to the gym, even though I still didn't quite know what I was doing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like it was just me. It was something that like made me feel like me. So I didn't just, you know, just start sitting on the couch or like anything like that. You know, I just, I think I told myself, that I was going to stop stressing about every single thing that I was eating and every single thing that I was doing or wasn't doing. And then I was just going to live and slowly. And like, I got to the point where I could let myself have a day off from the gym or something, which sounds crazy. Cause I used to go seven days a week, at least one day or something, you know? Um, and I was working out then to punish my body. Like we said a little while ago, it was for punishment reasons. It wasn't you know, because this is good for my body. Like my body needs this. I'm getting stronger. It wasn't anything like that. It was because like, I have to be here. I have to lose the weight. I have to, you know, so it's just so uh, looking back. It's so, well, one, if I could have told myself 10 or 15 years ago, obviously (laughs) what I know now about um, exercising and food and just how your mind is the biggest part. Like I didn't even, (laughs) they sound so silly, but I didn't realize until the last year that I control my thoughts. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Isn't that, I just, isn't that so, that uh-huh. yeah. Like you don't, <laughs> you don't think about what you don't think about and you don't like life just happens, and nobody tells you really that like whatever goes on in your mind is you, it's your control. It's, <laughs> and it sounds so silly to hear that. It does. And it, and yeah, like hearing you say that it's like, well, duh, you control your mind. Like that it's you, it's you're the little guy up there in the head, in your head controlling this. What are you talking about? You don't know that, but it's like, no, it's yeah. Yeah. We're like, wait, I'm in control of the thoughts. I think I get to choose. Yeah, exactly. And if that thought or not, what? Exactly. It's so interesting too, because I like, I would love to hear after this podcast, like how many people can actually understand that? And they're like, wait, wait, that is true. (laughs) You know, it's so, yeah. So I, I I got wrapped up in, like I said, like telling myself all of these stories about food and Mm -hmm. exercising and all becoming obsessed with all that because of what I was telling myself. (laughs) Um, but yeah, once I just decided like, you know what, this is how you're going to look, you better get happy with it because like I was happy on the outside. Like I've always been a positive person. Everybody like always loved my smile, my laugh. Like I was the person that always picked people up. You know, people just didn't realize that I didn't look in the mirror, that I hated looking for outfits, that I like wanted to cry anytime I looked at pictures, you know, like I kept that all in. 
because I was this happy person, you know, like I genuinely, like I, I still, I loved life. Like I loved doing things. I loved being with people. I just like, didn't actually love myself. You know, like I liked the person that I was, but I hated how I looked. And I was like, so mad at myself for years for that, you know? So yeah, once I got to the point that I was just like, well, this is it better enjoy life. (laughs) Um, yeah. And then I just started letting myself eat things, (laughs) which seems weird, but, um, I, then I guess I went to, um, where I would kind of Monday through Thursday, I would eat like perfect quote unquote, perfect, (laughs) the chicken, the vegetables, like, you know, low carb. And then it was the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I would do the binging, I would be drinking and all of that. But to me, that was a step up from what I was doing Mm -hmm. previously, because previously I was cutting this, I was cutting that. I didn't let myself have X, Y, and Z foods, but now it was like, okay, I can let myself have them three days a week, (laughs) you know? So it was, it actually is. Yeah. And it, and that's the thing too, is I think that like, when we go from like, we're like shedding all of the rules like we do kind of have some rules and it's still not like ideal. Yeah. <laughs> like obviously binging on the weekend is not ideal, but like letting yourself have a cookie or a beer and being okay with it. Like that is a step up. No, I, I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I did that probably, gosh, I would say like maybe two years. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but again, it was another, mental hurdle that I didn't even realize that I was doing to myself because it was every Sunday, you know, you go through, I would, so, uh, I would, I lived near, um, at the time I lived in South Florida and I remember there was this plaza and it had a Chipotle and then, um, a frozen yogurt place, like right next door. It had like gelato and stuff. So I would go out, I would do all my grocery shopping for the week. I would go to the farmer's market, get like all the vegetables, all the chicken, like all the fruit, all of that. And while I was out, I would get Chipotle and I would get frozen yogurt and I would sit there like all in one sitting by myself with no one, no one knew where I was or what I was doing. I would eat it all probably within like 20 minutes because, you know, I was like, okay, I got to like, you know, Sunday, I got (laughs) to like eat all this before Monday, like hating myself for doing it while I was doing it. But then in my mind, it was okay because tomorrow morning, like I was going home to cut up my vegetables and cook my chicken. And Monday was a new day. It was a new start. And I was going to be perfect Monday through Thursday. And I think that so many people like learning and talking more and more to like clients and just other women in general, um, and more about the population that so many people struggle with that. And I basically, (laughs) yeah, I like hit it because you feel like you're alone, you know, like you didn't tell people like, that that's what you were doing. Even if you, I didn't even realize I was doing it for, you know, so long. It was just like a, what I did. (laughs) It was just like, okay, Sunday nights, I cook all my food for the week. I eat so well. And then, okay, it's Friday. I can go out. I can, you know, so yeah, I did that for quite a while. Um, and then I kind of just, I don't even know why or, when I stopped that, but like I was reaching more goals, like I was losing weight. So I realized that like I could eat foods, but just not in that way. (laughs) Yeah. So now, and then I started really thinking about it. Like basically when I took the pressure off of myself, both in the gym and 
with my eating habits is when I saw changes. Like when I didn't think about it and for months I was scared that I was going to gain the weight back because I didn't know how I lost it. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, it's so, it's so, it plays with your mind so much because I was just like, I'm dropping weight. Like where these jeans don't fit me anymore. Like, why is this shirt so big on me? Like I'm actually eating, I'm doing less cardio. I'm lifting weights. I'm happier. Like this isn't hot. Like it's not that hard. So how is this happening? And it was almost like it became a fearful thing because I would be like, okay, like I've lost 20 pounds. I have no idea how I did it. So I can't tell people how I did it. (laughs) Like I remember, I think it was almost two years ago and someone, um, a coworker's wife was like, oh my gosh, you look amazing. Like, how did you do it? And I was like, oh, I started eating more. And she's like, no, but really how, and it, we literally went in circles for like 10 minutes. I'm like, I, I I just started eating. (laughs) I started eating more. (laughs) So my guess though, so one, since you weren't under eating constantly, it became more like, instead of under eating and binging, it became more like moderate. And then also since you weren't doing so much cardio, you probably weren't as hungry. So you weren't binging much. And then since you're lifting weights, your metabolism increases because of muscle. And you're, so it's like, which is so contrary to what we're told, (laughs) like, you know, like it's, it's the complete opposite. No, like, yeah. Insane. But yeah, no. Yeah. (laughs) We thought for years, literally, we just had to spend hours doing cardio. Uh and not eating cookies. (laughs) It was crazy. So yeah, there have been, as you can see, a lot of shifts, like from, it's kind of like, it was one thing from one thing to another thing, like a roller coaster. And I call it like my diet roller coaster. And that's why I'm like, that's why I'm here is to help anybody I can get off, similar to you, you know, like get off that diet roller coaster Mm -hmm. because it's so hard. And we, like, we don't even realize that we're on it. Yeah. We just know that we're so unhappy and we're so tired of starting over and we can't get to where we want to get to. And it's so hard to tell someone, stop thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> like, like stop pressuring yourself. Stop, you know, because then that's also kind of a frantic state. You're like, okay, then what do I do? <laughs> oh my gosh. If I'm not because anxious, we're so wired. What do I do? Now I'll be anxious yeah. that I'm not anxious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But I mean, that's not to say though, so I was dropping the weight and I was scared for a while that because I thought again, like I didn't have control of it. I was like, oh, it's just happening. <laughs> right. It's <laughs> like magic. not realizing that I was changing all of these little things sure. and that over the two or three years it happened. <laughs> In my mind, it kind of just all happened, <laughs> but it was those little things, you know, going from cutting out the foods to binging on the foods to realizing that I can't live like that anymore. I am going to be happy with who I am. So I'm going to start just living and just letting myself just eat like when I want. And then I went from kind of just trying that out to seeing how I, I would ask myself like, okay, how do I feel when I eat certain foods? What? And I think that, <laughs> what that crazy question. Was, yeah. Like <laughs> that was a huge turning point for me within the last year or so. And again, it's something that I have to work on daily. Like every meal, every, you know, sometimes I think about it more than others, but 
it started to be like, okay, instead of freaking out about foods that you can or you can't have, or how many calories are in this or how many calories in that, I just started thinking like, wait, how does this make me feel? Like if I eat this, whatever's in front of me, do I feel good after I eat it? Do I feel energized? Do I feel tired? Do I feel mad at myself? Do does it make me want to eat more? Do I, am I satisfied? Like all of these things, these questions, but over time it gets easier and easier because then you're like, okay, when I eat that, this is how I feel. And then once you get used to that, you can ask yourself those things before you eat and be like, do I want to feel like that? So that's kind of, I guess, what reshaped since I've lost more weight and it has really helped me mentally not having to think about what the food is necessarily, you know, like how many calories and good or bad, whatever, you know, and like, I can't eat whatever I want because I make the decision before I eat it about how it's going to make me feel. And that's so different than framing in your mind if it's good or it's bad, you know, and sometimes I do pick the foods that I know aren't, isn't going to make me feel as great as other foods. So if I have like pizza or salad, I know pizza is not probably going to make me feel as good as the salad, but sometimes I, I just, I need to have the pizza. Like I want the pizza. Like I chose the salad the last three times. I'm going to have the pizza. But since I already had that discussion in my mind, I'm not going to feel bad for it afterwards, which is also like another big thing. Cause I've already in the 20 seconds before I made the decision, I've already thought about it. And it's not going to be like, I'm kicking myself the next day, the next meal, the next, you know what I mean? How it all just is such a domino effect that since I've already thought about it, it's done. Like I've dealt with my decision. I don't need to go, you know, get fast food for dinner or yeah. have dessert because I had the pizza for lunch. Like it's just, it's, it's so, it's all like a domino effect. <laughs> it sounds like like maybe in your earlier twenties or in high college or whatever, like the goal was to be skinny, mm-hmm. but it never actually got achieved because you were so stressed out. Yeah. But now like yep. the goal is, I just want to be like, not stressed yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> and then not being stressed out, you ended up losing the weight and, you know, having like a healthy body, like, and actually the funny thing is, is that when I hear your story and I see everything on your Instagram and then I look at our body types, I'm always like, we actually have very similar, like very yeah. similar. And it's just so funny hearing these things. Cause it's like, like neither of us have perfect bodies. Like we're no, not like, we're what, is, what is that even like, <laughs> I don't know. Exactly. Someone brought that up to me, um, last week and I was like, that's a really good question, but it's like, you know, like, um, I don't know. It's like, it just is. We're just here. Yeah. Yeah. And now I, like, I, I hate the word skinny now. Like, and that was the goal, whatever that meant for so many years. Like, and then it's just like, I, that's not even, yeah. Now, like, I honestly, I don't even have a specific, any person that I want to look like or anything like that. Like, I just want to be the best me. And I also have realized, and this is so huge too, that mentally it's okay to like love who I am, where I am now, but still want to maybe like lose a few more pounds or get stronger or get bigger arms or get a smaller stomach or get bigger legs or whatever. Like, but it's still okay to love myself now. Like, and not only is it okay, but I need to, in order to get to the next place. And I think that's so 
something that's so lost also, especially among women, because we're just trying so hard to be whatever this person in our mind is that we're never good enough for. And we always think of whoever else, like our husband, our boyfriend, our whoever else, like, are we good enough for them? We never think like, am I good enough for myself? Like, am I, you know, uh, so it's just caught all of those things after I started losing the weight, the whole mindset thing is just like, it, it, <laughs> this is still, it blows my mind, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> just how, you know, it plays such a big role in what you can and can't do because it, it is all in your mind. And like any woman, any man, anybody can do anything that they put their minds to. Like they might need a little bit of help to get there. They might need some accountability. They might need, you know, a little like guidance here and there, but like we don't have to beat ourselves up and hate ourselves every minute of every day to get to where we think we want to get to, (laughs) I guess, you know, Um, even that quote though, that quote, like, okay, you just have to put your mind to it. And I think that when we hear that quote, our thought is, okay, like that means to grind. That means to hustle. Mm -hmm. That means like, put your mind to it. Right. But really it's like, like you have to, like you said, like change the thoughts and like change the quality of the questions going through your mind. Like you're talking about food and talking about like, how is this going to make me feel instead of how many calories in this? How many minutes on the elliptical do I have to do to burn this off? Like, like those, like two completely different questions that shape your mind and shape your actions and obviously shape your body. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Seriously. And it, it is, it's just so mind boggling to me still for all of those years that I didn't know those questions existed. Mm -hmm. Like almost like we were just saying how we didn't know (laughs) it's silly again, but that we like think our own thoughts, we are in control of all of that until you really like pull back your own curtain and your own mind and realize some of those things you don't know what you don't know. And we just keep going and keep going and keep going with like no direction or no mind, like positive mindset to get to where we think we want to go. It's just, what's the next thing I can try, how I can go a thousand percent doing this until I can't because it's not realistic Mm -hmm. to do whatever I'm trying to do, whether that's diet or in the gym or whatever. And it's, it's so in your mind, because like you just said, it's like grind, 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 grind. That's the only way to do it. That's for whatever reason been ingrained in our mind. So we put that towards food and exercise and being a parent and we don't even know where we're going. (laughs) We, we, We just don't have any you know actual direction we're just trying and trying and trying (laughs) so yeah yeah and when we're like 80 years old and we're like cool I spent 15 years of my life trying to cut calories yeah cool that was a great use of time you know yeah or like I don't know and like that's the thing like we don't even think about like how like short life is yeah and how those things, cause you don't realize when you're going through it, 
right. and you're just growing through it because you just want to be either skinny or like lose the 50 pounds or lose the baby weight or whatever. That's your only goal. So you don't even know that it sounds ridiculous. <laughs> you know, like this cleanse, this, you know, I'm only going to eat salad for the next 30 days. I, I'm only, I'm going to do what that girl did because she was successful or I, cause I took, I took the pills. I, you know, d- did all of these crazy three day things, reset, whatever, because I didn't, I didn't know any different and it's still out there. Obviously the shape, the things around your waist or whatever, <laughs> whatever they are. And people sell them because we, we want a quick fix. Like everyone, especially if you've been trying so hard, I, I like, I, I never knew that it took time. I mean, I did because it wasn't working so clearly it was taking time, but you know, you don't realize when you're restricting yourself so much and putting yourself under so much stress that you're just prolonging everything because it's the little things you do. Even when I'm coaching clients now, even in my mind, I'm like, wait, I literally just told her that her goal is to drink more water. Is that enough? You know, but for somebody that isn't used to that much water that's huge and like once it can get in then then you change something else up maybe you know so it's always the little things and again if I hadn't been on this like well it's been a life journey but really since I started losing weight and actually knowing how I did it and looking back on the last couple years I'm like oh it was just like this little thing and that little thing (laughs) this little thing that you know and so now I just tell girls and I tell my clients that don't, you can't just focus on the big picture because you're going to get lost. You're going to kill yourself. You're just going to get so mad at yourself and you're going to give up and you're going to start right back where you started when we started working together, you know? So it's just little thing after little thing. And even if you don't see it by now, in a couple of months, you'll see this change in a couple more months, you'll see that change, you know, just give it time, like trust the process, trust what you're doing you know, even though it seems easier because it is easier um, to actually let yourself eat a little bit. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah. It seems too good to be true. Like, wait, I'm allowed to have a cookie. I'm allowed to have a pizza. And it's like, Hey, we're in this for the long game, like long-term guys, long-term. Yeah. Not not 30 days, not two months, long-term. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And learn to have pizza. Yeah, exactly. If we can't have pizza and cookies for the rest of our lives, then what are we doing? (laughs) You know? And I mean, sometimes like there's nights where I have like five Oreos before bed and then there's nights where I have absolutely nothing. Mm -hmm. Like, because I just go by how I'm feeling daily. And oh, another thing too is that I realized was big. And also like, I don't realize these things until I stop to think about it. You know, does that make sense? Because I will just start, I guess, doing things or changing certain little habits without thinking about it. And then I'll reflect. I'll be like, oh, that's why, (laughs) you know? So I, I go just daily with like when I'm hungry, I used to be like, okay, it's like, it's seven o'clock. I have to have breakfast. It's noon. I have to have lunch. It's five. I have to have a snack. It's seven. I have to have dinner. Like now, I mean, I, the way, and this pro- doesn't work for everybody, but all day at my office, I'm kind of snacking like every two hours. I 
Like I might have an apple with peanut butter or I might have like a handful or two of like almonds or Chex mix or, or I mean, sorry, trail mix. And then like, I'll eat a late lunch and then I'll have a little something before the gym. I don't like plan out. I'm going to eat at this time and this time and this time. And some people have to do that. So like, if that works for you, you know, that works for you. But I just realized like, again, to listen to my body, which I never did before (laughs) because I controlled everything. But yeah, so just listening more, whether it's like questioning myself, how is this going to make me feel or asking like, Oh, am I actually hungry? Or I'll be like, I'm hungry, even though I just ate like an hour and a half ago. But you know, if I can't, like if water doesn't suffice and I'm still hungry 10 or 15 minutes later, I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to think and have a snack because my body's telling me I'm hungry, (laughs) you know? So you just gotta, it's in your mind and obviously your body, but you gotta like listen to your body. Yeah. And, yeah. And all of this is so hard to do. Like it takes years. Like I, I, it's so hard for me to talk about where I am now because it's been the couple of years of the little things. And I don't want people to think like, well, of course you're there. Like you've done it. It's easy. Of course, you know, you can talk about your binging and you can talk about your exercising and this and that, like, it's still, I'm still in a process. Like I, it's life. It's yeah, the rest of it's our always life. A process. I could yeah. still gain 40 pounds and then have to figure it out. You know what I mean? So you just, it's, it's life and it's everybody's story is going to be different. Everybody's way of getting to where they want to be is going to be different. But if I can help, you know, anybody by telling them what I've tried or like little things about you, like asking yourself the question, how you feel, you know, how how certain things are going to make you feel or telling yourself to just listen to your body and be aware of that stuff. Instead of like letting things happen to you, you actually think about them and like you making them happen. Just, it, it all takes time and we don't want that. We live in a society where we want like instant, you know, we want to be able to fit in that dress by Saturday because that's the party, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So yeah, it takes time. It takes a lot of work. It's not easy, but like you can get there. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think it's, it just goes to like the difference between when your goal is getting skinny, your process is I have to do this as fast as I can when your goal is, I just want to be happy and healthy. Yeah. It's free. It's going to take a little bit longer, but it's going to last. Like yep. anyone that's ever done a cleanse, the special K diet, um, oh, yeah. you know, like <laughs> whatever, right. Like, everyone's gained back the weight. And then some like those, yep. no one, no one is still doing the special K diet. Like special K <laughs> is not saying, hey guys, this is a good idea. Yeah. Obviously it's not. Yeah. Um, but again, like, yeah, you know, you can lose five pounds of water weight, but you're going to gain 10 pounds yeah. of fat after losing that five pounds of water weight. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but we don't know that. Oh, yeah, exactly. And sometimes too, like, I have also realized that I can't beat myself up for what I didn't know, mm-hmm. you know, because then you get stuck. Also, how, how did I get here? how did I let myself get here? You know, like I have talked to some women who have lost the weight before, you know, and they've gained it back now and they're so stuck on how did I get back here? Yeah. Like they're so mad at how they let themselves gain it back. And like, we just, we can't, we're always with ourselves. We're always coming from a place of 
like we're not enough. And why did you do this? How did you let yourself get here? Things that we would never say to our friends and family, we beat ourselves up with all the time. Mm -hmm. And I don't like, I don't have the answer of how to stop that besides like we all have to work on our own stuff, you know, um, like unpacking our own mind games and like what we've been through or whatever, but like giving yourself some grace while being disciplined to get better is like the only thing that you can do to help yourself. You know, I mean, you can sit there and beat yourself up, but you're not, you're going to keep starting over Mm -hmm. because you're going to, like we've been saying this whole time, you're going to go so hard at restricting and doing something that is just not your lifestyle. You have to like be on a journey that's going to fit in your lifestyle. You can't follow what somebody else, if somebody else is say like a stay at home mom and they have their refrigerator Mm -hmm. right there that they can just grab something out of, but say you travel for work, you know, four days a week, or you're always traveling. What that stay at home mom does is not going to likely work for you. You know, so it's a lot of, we're trying to follow that person that like what they do or what they don't do. And so we get so caught up also in that sort of thought that it worked for them. It's going to work for me. I need to make it work when we don't think about how how our lives go. You know, if you have five kids and you're running around and you have a full-time job or you don't have a job, it all, it all plays a huge factor in what works for people, (laughs) you know? It like, I love, I personally love going to the gym and right now that's a priority for me, but I'm sure once I have kids, I'm not going to be going to the gym every day. (laughs) You know, I'm going to have to either do at home workouts or whatever, like, but you have to just fit it into your lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So, and it's, we are always trying to fit something in that doesn't fit. (laughs) Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of, yeah. And I think that we, yeah. We tried to follow someone else's plan. They they came up with the blueprints. Okay, let me just do that because it comes down to we don't trust ourselves because we don't mm-hmm. have evidence. Like, look, I tried all these things. I can't trust myself. I don't know anything. Yes. Like, but no, like you were grinding. Like you were like, you were coming from a place of hate. And I mean, I'm guilty of this too. Like this is 110% my story. Like coming from yeah. hating my body. It never works out. Yeah. <laughs> never works out. Yeah. Saying things like I can't trust myself around food. Cool. Guess what's going to happen when you're around that food. Jacqueline? Yep. Yep. And um, I, yeah, I love your posts about that too. Like if you keep telling yourself that same story, that's going to still be your story. Yeah. That's your story. Like, if you say you can't trust yourself, you're not going to trust yourself. If you know, if you tell yourself that you can't be around pizza, well, pizza is always going to be that food for you then mm-hmm. that, you know, you just can't get over like the ex-boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, and I think it goes back to, um, and I, it's one of my favorite things when I do with clients is like, like making them aware of the stories that they're telling in their heads that you, you said exactly. Like, we're not aware. Like when you say things like, I can't trust myself around pizza, like you're not even aware that you're, you're yeah, saying, yeah, you don't even know that you're, you're affirming this, that you can't trust yourself. You're just like, and then when you, when, when the client hears that, they're like, Oh my gosh, like what? Yeah. They, you don't even realize yeah. it. That the mindset, yeah. the things you're like, yourself. Oh, that explains why every time I go to a family get, yeah, that's why every time I go to a family get together and we order pizza, I'm like freaking out because I can't have pizza and I don't want pizza. And I don't want to be around the pizza. I don't want to be in the room with the pizza. But we don't realize it. <laughs> Listen, I already know what you're going to do with that pizza. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. And you're going to eat the whole thing because you can't be around it. And then you're just going to go home and be mad at yourself and probably ruin your entire weekend because you're mad at yourself. And then you're ordering in Chinese and then you're having a big breakfast and then you're not working out because what's the point? You already ate the big pizza. <laughs> right, right. Right. We've been there. <laughs> your body's still, you're, you feel like crap. You feel the brain fog. Might as well keep eating. Yep. On Monday you'll deal with getting yeah. sick again. Yep. Yep. Oh, oh man. Gosh. The crazy things we do to ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And we realize now that we're in control of it because for whatever reason, our whole lives, we don't think, we don't know that we're in control. (laughs) It's just crazy. Yeah, it really, really is. And it's funny too. So even just that we're control, like all the times that we try to control the food or whatever, like we mess it up, but it's like what we really, like we are in control of, but we don't realize we're in control of is our mindset and like what we say. Yep. But we're so focused on it controlling like external things yes yes yep yeah exactly no when it's all internal it's all it's all internal like even if you're working out even if you're working out and you tell yourself you can't do another rep you're not going to do another rep your body will do another rep but if you tell yourself that you can't do another rep you're not going to do another rep like it's it's insane your mind is always going to give up before your body always it like your mind just controls everything (laughs) um yeah and I think that yeah I'm just thinking about my first marathon when I ran that and just like it was like (laughs) I my body that you can relate so yeah much to that my body only kept going I I used to call it like I would lie to myself and say things that I didn't exactly know to be true. Like I didn't know if I could run a full marathon because I obviously had never done it before. So when you're training for a marathon, you never, you don't run a full marathon. Do the whole, yeah. Yeah. And also like my training was awful for the first one. So I didn't know if I could do it, (laughs) but I had to keep lying to myself during the marathon. Like everything's fine. You're doing great. Just keep going. Yeah. Everything's fine. Just one foot in the other, you know, everything's fine looking back and like what? <laughs> body should have given out definitely should have but like no I, I would just yeah yeah it doesn't all right oh my gosh this is so good talking to you it's just so crazy like hearing your story and just being like yeah did that did that uh-huh did that yep elliptical I feel you there yep <laughs> Sunday Monday I know so um you work with online clients. Can you tell us a little bit um, more what that looks like if you want to get in touch with you? Um, yeah, what can they expect? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So my main platform that I am always showing up on is Instagram. And I'm just at Monica Rose Byron, my full name. Uh, so that's Instagram. I love Instagram. Um, I have, I do have an email list that I send weekly, every Monday, um, like motivation, fitness, health, tips, all of that. Um, and I also just started my own podcast (laughs) that I'm super excited about. And it's called the positive looks good on you podcast. Um, that's basically my hashtag, my saying for everything. Cause throughout all this, I realized, obviously, as you can tell, most of our conversation has been about what's in your mind and just coming from a place of positivity. I think 
you can change more than you know in your in your own world. Um, just being positive, a little bit more positive, a little bit more positive. So yeah, positive looks good on you. Podcast, it's out now everywhere: Google Play, iTunes, SoundCloud, everywhere. Um, so yeah, I would love to connect with any listeners that have any more questions or want to get in touch. Um, Jacqueline and I have a lot of similarities. Obviously, uh, we've been through a lot of the same things, but also completely different. So yeah, yeah. Well, and also do you do, I don't do, um, uh, I don't do training or like workouts with people. So people can contact you if they are looking. Yeah, for sure. I love making up workouts. I'm not like a certified personal trainer or anything like that, but I love making up workouts. So for my clients, I do, um, I give them, well, it depends on what their goals are and stuff like that, you know, and how long we're working together for three months or whatever it is. Um, but yeah, I will create, um, workouts for you. They could be like at home or in the gym. I love making them. Like I just, I love making them and I love when I get feedback and I'm like, Oh my gosh, it was so hard. But it was so good. Yeah, <laughs> um, so yeah, I love creating workouts and just helping you, you know, just be happy and like live, live comfortably. And like knowing that you are just getting yourself help healthy. It's not, it's not about necessarily like dropping all that weight, but like just finding happiness. And then along the way, you love yourself just a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. And then finally you're like, I can do this. I, I can just live. I can, it's a lifestyle. Like I don't, I don't need to do that diet. I don't need, you know, and sometimes some people, like I said, it takes accountability or it takes someone to make you a workout or it takes someone to tell you that you can eat a slice of pizza on Friday. It's going to be okay. <laughs> right. Crazy. I know. You know? Yeah. When people are like, wait, you're a health coach or like, oh, you're really into fitness and you're telling me I'm allowed to eat some junk food. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Have some. Yeah, sister, have some. Please yeah. have some before you, before you buy the whole store after Halloween. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. All right. Awesome. This is so great. I will have all of the links to uh, Monica's social media in the show notes. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you. Thank you. So much fun. 